Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This is the Encyclopedia of Dating, and I'm here with my friend, Mr. Red. I have to say that October 31st is one of my favorite days of the entire year. I absolutely love Halloween. After my birthday, it is the most important holiday. It is what I look forward to the most. It is what I plan for the most. And it is what I celebrate the most. And this Halloween, my costume made me very happy. I really couldn't tell that. (laughs) (laughs) My costume made me very, very happy. It's what I've wanted to do for a very long time, and it turned out a lot better than I had envisioned it. It was amazeballs. So that was really, really nice. I take some credit for that. For what, my costume? Well, yeah, I guess to some... Yeah, 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 no, I'm, I'm going to say it with chest. I'll take some credit for that, man. Yeah, I'll take ownership. Okay. Because without my assistance, you wouldn't have been able to capture the essence, the true in-depth essence of your costume okay. and how you oozed pizzazz. Thank you. My night was kind of interesting, though, because we had quite an issue getting into shortage because the trains weren't running. So we kind of got halfway and got kicked off at Shadwell, which is like the most random station in the world. And because the line was stopping there, there were like hundreds of people there just stranded. I'm trying to remember where Shadwell Station it's is. It's a very, it's very random. It's like there's nothing really outside. Um, and the roads are quite narrow, so you can't get, you know, the replacement buses can't come as easily. And even though I was trying to order a cab or an Uber, mm. because it's a one-way road and there was just so much traffic... It was kind of like, well, we might as well wait for a bus, which we did. Okay. We waited for a bus, and we got to Shoreditch. Um, and unfortunately, the first spot we went to was very not appropriate for us. I told you you should have let me drive you up there. When did you say that? You were like, it's okay, you could just drop us to the station, remember? No. Remember I was down there, and I was trying to pay for the uh, l- low emissions? Oh, that would have been nice if and you dropped like, us. It's okay. Next time, don't let me don't let me say okay. <laughs> no, please don't, because honestly, like it gives me so much anxiety. Because when we got there, the lineup was about three blocks. You know that stresses me out. And then also, what was really weird about the line was that it was pretty much all women. And there's nothing wrong with there being more women at an event. There's something wrong with it being all women. I mean, we're talking maybe two or three guys every twenty to thirty people. That's because it was you know who's a fan. Okay, well I didn't. Ladies. Well, I'm really happy for them, and that's awesome, and I respect their business acumen. For me, that doesn't work. Um, it took us over 40 minutes to get in, which I don't really get because it was a ticketed event. Because all you need to do is show tickets, and then once we got inside, the bar was psychotic, and I could tell I wasn't feeling it. My friend could tell I wasn't feeling it, and. 
obviously in my current situation, it's kind of like if I've paid to go to an event, leaving isn't my first, my first solution because I've already paid to be here and like, I haven't even managed to get a drink. So now what I'm going to pay to go somewhere else. Anyways, we left really quickly and we went somewhere else. And that spot was my vibe. My friend was there. So we didn't have to wait in line. We just got right in. The music was popping. The crowd was very, very nice. Um, and when I was there, obviously that wasn't a Halloween party. So everyone wasn't dressed up. So because of what I was wearing, you could feel just like, Heads turning, eyes turning, and I like that. I like that kind of attention because I knew it was positive. It was, you know, I knew people were like, oh my god, look at what she's wearing, look at how she looks. It was really, really nice. So while I was there and I was hanging out with my friends, I recorded a pod maybe a month ago about this guy. His name was, I think I nicknamed him Mr. D, I want to say. Oh god. Um, so at Back one story. point... Sorry? Backstory? Basically, this guy that I know... He messaged me after several years of us meeting, Hmm. I want to say close to three or four, and he said that he noticed that I was posting, like, darker stuff, and I was just like, yeah, I'm going through some bits, and he's like, it's not obvious, but some of the quotes and stuff that you're posting, I just wanted to see if you were okay, and I was like, there's a lot going on in my life right now, and he was like, you know, you need a good night out, and I was like, I don't have a lot of friends to go out with, and he was like, come out with me and my friends, and I was like, yeah, okay, whatever, you know, I just kind of laughed it off, Mm -hmm. and that week and he messaged me and he was like, you coming out tonight? And I was like, oh my God, I didn't think you were being serious. So I went out with him. We had a really, really good time. He had another friend there and they were just such great guys, gentlemen, chivalrous, you know, making sure my glass is never empty, laughing, like bringing other people into our circle. They were exactly what I needed. And at one point in the night, he said, I have a friend I want you to meet. And I was like, okay, that never works. And he introduced me to his friend, who was pretty much exactly every single thing I would want. Okay. Looks-wise, personality-wise, job-wise, height-wise, beard-wise, just everything. Me and this guy really connected. We spoke for hours and hours and hours. He ended up driving me home. And I'm not really the type to invite someone in, but he was like, can I use your toilet? And I was like, is that just a way of getting in? And he was like, no, I really need to. And then he was like, do you mind if I just stay for a little bit just before I drive all the way home? Anyways, he ended up spending the night and it was a really big deal for me because I told him, I was like, nothing's going to happen. And he was like, not every guy is trying to do that. And I was like, but this is a big deal for me because ever since I've moved in here and I've been in this spot for quite a long time, I've never had a guy stay over. So for it to be him, especially the night I had just met him was a big deal. And I was like, I really don't want you to be under the impression that something's going to happen. Okay. So I kissed him goodnight, but he was really cool about it. And he was very respectful of my space. And he was even like, I'm not going to touch you. Like, I literally just want to crash for a few hours and go. Um, But before I kissed him goodnight, one of the things he said to me, and I think that's where my crazy side gets really triggered. One of the things he said to me was, you're acting like I'm never going to see you again. And he took my number and he was like, can I see you tomorrow? And I was like, yeah, definitely. And then whatever, we went to sleep. He got up in the morning when he got up to leave. And he like gave me a hug and he was like, yeah, so we're still on for today. I was like, 100. He kissed me on the forehead before leaving. Do you guys get what a big deal that is? Does that mean anything to men? I mean, to me it does. Okay. Because to me, that immediately creates an emotional bond. I can count on one hand how many guys have kissed me on my forehead. It has always been super serious relationships. 
super serious. What if a woman kisses a guy on the forehead? I wouldn't do that unless it mattered or unless it was a friend going through something like I've kissed guys on the forehead when they've had like deaths in the family. And if I'm like hugging them or like, let's say they're like lying in my lap or something, I'm just consoling them. I've kissed them on the forehead. But to me, that is a, it's a different type of connection. I really felt like we had a connection. I don't feel like I was crazy. Like I feel like the stuff we talked about and everything, et cetera, et cetera. And people can be like, oh, well, maybe he was just trying to sleep with you. Maybe he was just saying what was necessary. Cool. Maybe he was. Maybe everything he said that entire night we met that Friday night was to sleep with me. But what he did Saturday morning had nothing to do with it. Mm. Um, I was really upset. I called my friend. I discussed it with him. My friend called his boy and he was like, look, what he said was, you seem like the type of girl who really wants a relationship. You don't look like, you don't seem like you're looking for anything casual. He can't give you that. So he doesn't want to hurt you. And I was like, but he could have texted me. That's my point. When I sat there on Saturday night at 10 o'clock, dressed, ready to go, he could have texted and just said, listen, this is not going to happen. Mm. Because no, I was up, I was very, very hurt and I was very emotional about it. Mm. I take a lot of pride in the fact that not just anybody sleeps in my bed. Mm. It really hurt me. So I was upset about it for about two weeks. And then on Saturday, uh, this Saturday, Halloween, um, I'm at this party. I'm drinking. I'm having fun. I'm chatting to my friend. He had loads of friends there and everyone was just... He rolls with really good guys. Hmm. His friends were, again, just super nice, super friendly, super complimentary. Mm -hmm. And as I'm mingling with his new friends that I haven't met before, and just good conversation and et cetera, et cetera, he just looks at me at one point and he's like, yo, by the way, my boy's coming. And as soon as he said it, I knew. And my entire mood changed because I was just like, am I going to be happy to see him? Am I going to feel triggered? Am I going to get angry? What's going to happen? So, of course, I did the smart thing and had more drinks. That's because not small. That's, uh... That's so not small. Anyway, so he shows up, <laughs> and I, I literally, I see him from across the room. Of course. Immediately, we make eye contact. The way it is, you know. He says, what's up to the boys? He comes over, and he gives me, a, like, a big hug. And he was like, you look amazing. And I was like, thanks. How's it going? And he's like, yeah, good. And he's like, I'm just going to grab a drink and stuff. Did you get sassy? I was a little bit sassy. Ha <laughs> ha, A little bit. And then I was just kind of doing my own thing. And then at one point, I think I could tell that he was probably going to go outside uh, for a bit. So I was like, oh, I'll come with you because I wanted to talk to him. Mm. And then I had a drink in my hand. So the bouncer wouldn't let me go outside. Um, He came back in and he's like, you want to talk? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, what's up with you? He was like, what do you mean? And I don't remember the whole conversation. But, you know, basically I said something like, you left me waiting or I said something along those lines hmm. and he was like, I'm really sorry. He's like, there's a lot going on right now. And I was like, you could have texted me. He's like, my bad. I think he made some phone excuse. And he was like, take my number. And I was like, what? He was like, take my n- new number now. So I give him my number and he's like, cool. And I was just like, do you want to drive me home? Like now. And he was like, I can't, I'm really busy tomorrow. And I was just like, are you sure? He's like, I'm sure. He's like, I'm actually like, I'm leaving to go home really soon. I was like, all right, cool. Like, nice to see you. So he texted me that night and he was just like, hey, I'm home. And I was like, cool. It was really nice to see you. And he goes, it's always nice to see you. I was like, always. What does that mean? And he's like, my bad about last time. Do you forgive me? And I go, (laughs) you know, you made me feel like hella stupid. That's not cool. And I was like, but can we have like a proper conversation? Can you call me? No response. So I wait one day. I wait two days. 
And then yesterday I was just like, yo, what's going on? No response. And I woke up this morning feeling, I feel really stupid because the way he acted when he saw me again made me think like, okay, sure, you have stuff going on, but like, maybe you're still attracted to me. You're still interested in me. I feel like we had a good connection on many levels. Why would you give me your number and then just not text me back? What kind of high school drama is this? So this is my short-term translation without knowing the guy. And I feel as though your level of attraction encourages him to want to have something. He's clearly attracted to you. But in terms of a long-term commitment, I don't think he knows that he's not going to do that. And he doesn't see you as some pushover, quote-unquote, side chick. You know, side chick is right without me going into deep into it. And he's like, you know what? She's either going to let us have a fling and we can be mature about it and that's what it is, or it's not going to happen. And I think he's seen it as, yeah, she's not the one to do that to. So you feel messed about. Even if I'm not going to have a fling with you, does that mean you can't text me back? Like, we are grown-ups. Some people just, you know, they mess up. They fumble the bag here and there. Okay, but one of your close friends is my boy, who I have hung out with multiple times in the past month. So Mm -hmm. obviously, me and you are going to see each other again. So this isn't like you can avoid my phone calls and I'm not going to see you. And the thing is, I'm not going to act crazy when I see you. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm going to be mature. I'm still going to give you a hug. I'm still going to say, hi, how are you doing? But... I feel like he's going out of his way to upset me now because I just wanted to have a conversation on the phone and I'm not sure which direction it would have gone. I could have possibly asked him out for a drink. Mm -hmm. I would have been like, I I would love to see you again casually and kind of get that whole relationship thing away from him. Mm -hmm. I just, I think sometimes when you have certain conversations with somebody and when you connect with somebody in a specific way, it's quite rare. We spoke for almost six hours and... The stuff that we were talking about wasn't very casual stuff. It was quite personal stuff. And then on top of that, for there to be a mutual attraction, that's rare. I get you have stuff going on in your life, and obviously I don't know the ins and outs of it. Um, And what's really crazy is how much my friend, how highly my friend speaks of him. That, like, he's such a good guy, he's such a good guy. And I think I met one of his cousins, but I was like... I'd been drinking too much to realize what he was saying. And who knows how long that poor guy was talking to me. (laughs) But I think he said something along the lines of, what's the deal between me and you and my cousin? Your demeanor completely changed when he walked in. And he was like, honestly, you were like the happiest girl in this room. And as soon as he walked in, your demeanor completely changed. I don't know what I said. It's really frustrating because I wish, you know, a friend of mine or someone could have been like, this is what you were saying. Because I have no clue. I don't remember anything. I barely remember my conversation with him. And I wish I had been coherent enough to remember it. It's really, really frustrating. And this has happened to me in other important situations with friends. Mm. Sorry, not with friends, but with guys where we're having really important conversations. And the next day, I just don't really remember them. Are you one of these people that feel like you can't have fun without the influence of alcohol? 100%. Oh, God. You need to get over yourself. You know, like, there was a period of my life. Alcohol relaxes me. And and the thing is, it also, it stops me from overthinking, so I am able to enjoy myself. Mm -hmm. It's why I can't go to places alone and why I can't go to bars by myself. But when I'm drinking with my friends, I'm just so much more fun and relaxed. And the thing is, I'm not a heavy drinker, so it only takes two drinks. 
And I'm just like, I, I'm immediately at ease. I'm friendly with the people around me. You know, I can have those casual conversations with people passing by without it being like a thing. Okay. And it's, um, um, I'm a much better version of myself. And it also helped that I was out with such a great group, group of guys because that also makes me feel much better. How was it with your friend? Yeah, it was cool. Like, she, she had fun. She thought everyone was really, really nice. And she was really impressed by just the demeanor of the guys. They were just... Was it a different experience? Because you were saying that she doesn't tend to like being that way because of the type of attention she gets. And Yeah, it was. Like this was a bit more her. mature. Like, these guys were a lot more grown, you know, in their 30s, very, very respectful. There was no... Um, there was just no childish behavior. And I think... I think she had fun because the music was really good. And also she was dressed up as well. So I think she really enjoyed her outfit. So I think she had a good time. And it's not like we were out super late. Plus one of them dropped us home, which was beyond appreciated because mm. Uber is going through a bit of a madness right now. Yeah. yeah. I don't really get it, um, but that's it's not really for me to get. So yeah, I think her experience was just fine. Um, <laughs> I actually, after this guy left, I actually saw another guy that I know. Hmm. Um, an ex of mine and I think I had passed the two drink limit and I definitely said some stuff. Oh boy. Yeah. And I don't think it was good stuff because she messaged me and she said something about me talking about dirty, filthy sex with him. And she was like, you were yelling at him about something. And I'm oh, like, wow. Oh joy. I did. I sent him an apology message the next day, just being like, I hope I wasn't too out of line last night. <laughs> I don't really know what I said. I, just, uh, I think he had like his cousin there or something. So definitely someone who probably doesn't know our business who now does because. Oh, you did one of those. Yeah, ones. I did one of those. Um, and <laughs> thirdly. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Thirdly, yeah. the next day I got a message from this guy and he was like, I saw you, I saw you at this bar last night. I was like, oh, okay, why didn't you say hi? Was this on one of your social media? Uh, it was on WhatsApp. It oh, was so like, someone that knows you. I mean, someone who's gotten, I mean. So when I say knows you, I mean, knows you enough to have your number. Yeah, knows me enough. It's just, yeah, somebody. So he was like, I saw you at the bar last night. And I go, why didn't you say hi? And he was like, you were surrounded by men the entire night. There's no <laughs> way to say hi to you. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, literally. That is not a confident man. <laughs> I'd be 100 with you because me, there's no way I can see someone that I know. If I know you and I know you know me, especially I have your number. Sorry. I'm bringing the volume down. I have your number. You've got my number. There is no reason in the world, especially if we're not frenemies, there's no reason in the world that I can't come up to you. So that, as far as I'm concerned, is a bullcrap excuse. You were surrounded by men. What kind of... Uh, uh, let me not de demasculate him in any way, but I'm sorry, but that excuse is weak. You well, he's never met me in real life. But he has your number. Okay, then that makes sense then. All yeah, right. he's never met me in real life. So okay. right. he was like, he was like, yeah, you were, uh, you had men all over you all night. I was like, no, <laughs> I didn't have any men all he said over all me. over you. Yeah, yeah, those were his exact words. I mean, this conversation just happened. So he was mm. like, you had men all over you all night. And I go, no, I didn't. He goes, yeah, every time I looked over, you were surrounded by guys. I was like, yeah, those were my friends. And he was like, oh, well, I thought maybe one of them was your man. I was like, nope, I'm single. 
And he goes, um, basically, from the conversation, it was very evident that he... So he was there with his cousin. And obviously, they must have been looking, Everybody watching. Everybody seems to be there with their cousin, though. This is like the third guy that's there with his cousin. Well, I think sometimes people also refer to really close friends as cousins if they've, like, grown up together or something. So it could be that kind of situation as well. Hmm. So it was obvious that, obviously, they were looking, talking, etc., etc. And I was just like, okay, well, I don't really get why you're messaging me. And he was like, yeah, and, you know, at the end of the night, you, like, left with this guy and his BMW, da-da-da. And I was like, I didn't leave with him. Three of us left with him. Like, you're making it out to be something that it's not. Mm. Nothing was going on between me and any of those guys. Mm. And I don't think he would have seen me with the Mr. D guy and even us. We were just having a conversation. Um, But the others, friends, Mm. friends of friends. Yes, someone dropped me home. He is actually my friend. Yeah. And he wanted to make sure I got home safely. It is not my issue that you couldn't find time or a way or method to say hello to me. And he's like, oh, I tried outside, but I don't think, I think you were like ready to leave. I was like, yeah, I've been ready to leave for 30 minutes. I was like, if you said hi to me as I was leaving outside, I would just think you're some random dude and I'd keep it moving. Like, if you're just saying hi to me as I'm walking out with my friends, trying to get in a car, trying to get home, I'm not paying attention at the end of the night. No, there was a lot going on in my head. Anyways, and he was like, this is actually the second time I've seen you. I was like, wait, what? I was like, when okay, was the first time? That's starting to sound a bit stalkerish, but go ahead. And he was like, were you at this bar also a few weeks back? I was like, yeah, like, I love this spot. I've been probably four or five times. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, I saw you a few weeks back as well. But again, you were with yeah, a group of guys. Yeah, that creature of habit. I love going to places I like. And I was just like, so let me get this straight. You've seen me twice, but because you're too scared of the guys I'm with, you can't say hi. And he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who said anything about being scared? Like, you know, I'm just trying to be respectful. Like, if you're with a man, I'm single. You wouldn't have my number if I wasn't single. You could have said hi. There's nothing wrong with saying hi. Anyways, he asked me out. That was the whole point of my story. You know, when I asked for um, backstory, Mm. uh, I kind of... Should have not let you digress so much. I meant backstory on why you call him Mr. D. Oh, it has to do with his name. Oh, okay. I don't okay. ever use people's names on here. Indeed, you don't. As I've um, noticed uh, in your phone as well, they're categorized. In my phone, I use everyone's name. <laughs> yeah, but then there's some sort of categorization that you've got in there as well. Yeah, I have a coding system. Yeah, what is that coding system? That it, I is, it is their name. Obviously. Their height. Okay. Their age. And then what dating app I met them on. Oh my god. Because, especially in Southeast London, you would not believe how many guys named Jay from Southeast London who are between 32 and 35 and are a personal trainer live in the city. (laughs) You you sound like a serial dater, but she's like, yeah, I've been for all the Jays in this damn city, so now I gotta start. Yeah, I go on a lot of first dates. Okay. I'm not a serial dater. I date people until I meet someone I'm interested in, and then I just see them. But I'm not going to meet someone I'm interested in unless I go on multiple dates. Very true, but that doesn't take you away from being a serial dater. So what difference would it make if I went out with one guy a week versus if I go out with three guys a week? How's that going to change? If it's the same guy. No, no, no. I mean different guys. Because yeah, I'm. The there's no There's no difference. So, You're still in that. So if you go out, if you, but all that's going to. It's nothing to do with the frequency. It's just how, how much you've been dating Mm. for the 
puts you in that category. That's all it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm... It's not a negative thing. It's not it as a negative thing. It just is I mean, is. people make it out to be like it's some horrendous thing. No, 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 no. I, I know what they, I'm looking for exactly. and I'm looking for it. And you're not doing it for something miscellaneous or dark or mischievous. You're doing it because you're on that path, that journey that you're trying to take to end up in a long-term relationship mm-hmm. that lasts you for the rest of your life. And how else will you do that if you don't, you know, go through these people, see what they're like, get to know them, go on a date or uh, hang out or whatever you might call it. You, you, you just don't know. But, um, I got asked this question a while back, um, a few weeks back actually. And the first question was, do you want to be single? Now my immediate response, myself and another guy, we responded, we said, no, they followed that with, are you single? I said, yes. I said, why? That guy gave his reasons. I gave my reasons. And then a guy now, so it was a woman that was questioning us with these questions. A guy now said to both of us, he said, if you were to go back and date the last woman that you were dating. You asked me this last time. Did, what, on, on the podcast? Yeah. And I said, oh, I did actually, I did ask you that. Yeah. So do you feel that that changes now? I think that I would still rather be single than be with the wrong person. Mm-hmm. I, but I think that I am starting to settle in certain areas. I am seeing changes in certain personality and career aspects that I was quite strict about before. And okay. that's beginning to shift. But probably one of what the things requ- that... What are your um, career requirements? Because that's something I, I don't think I've ever known of. I thought you were kind of just laid back as long as a person is able to financially support themselves. And you know, No, everything. I prefer someone to have a career versus a job. Right. Okay. I don't, I'm not fussed about the type of career that they have in the past. It was white collar versus blue collar, but then I've dated guys who are in blue collar jobs who make significantly more money. I think it's more, I struggle with the idea of them being in that sort of pattern environment. Like I question how that helps them grow and develop. Whereas guys in white collar jobs I have often found are always kind of looking at the next level looking at studying, growing, and that's very much in tune with the type of person I am. My career goals are to continue to grow, continue to develop. So I think mentally I would like to be with the type of guy who wants those things. And also I would love to encourage him and support him on that journey. You know, when I dated a guy who's done the exact same thing for the past 10 years and I'm like, how? And I mean, he makes triple what I make and ever have made. But I'm just like, how How can you just stay in that one place every single day, eight to ten hours a day, no movement, no growth? But now it's, I'm more, I'm opening up to it a lot more because unfortunately I have to. It's just like how I've had to open up to the idea of kids. To date a guy in his 30s in this city and the type of guy and the demographic of guy that I go for, it's just very rare these days to meet someone who doesn't have a child. Could you see yourself... Or give leeway to a guy that has three children. No, I couldn't. I couldn't because if you have three... And I'm sorry, I'm going to assume that those three kids aren't from the same mom. And I'm going to assume that based on my extensive experience with men in this city. Hmm. So would you give a a, a leeway then if they were from the same mother? I would. Okay. But I did date a guy briefly over the summer Mm -hmm. who had three kids, Mm -hmm. two moms, and... He was an incredible guy, probably one of the most romantic, most well-communicative, most, you know, when I was with him, Mm. 
I really felt like he gave me his time and attention. The way, I mean, those are some of the best dates I've actually been on. He really understood how to balance his time. And when he was with his kids, it's almost like he still made time for me. In just in terms of his communication, like, this is what I'm doing, here's what I'm going to be doing for the next two days, I'll hit you up. Just really simple, small things, or, you know, the kids are going to bed, how was your day? And it just, it really made me very, very attracted to him. Um, so he was an exception to the rule, but any other guy that I've dated with more than one child, I've had a really tough time with, and I have found that they've had a really tough time. And unfortunately that there's been a lot of drama with the women <laughs> a lot. So, you know, I really want to start my journey with somebody and I want it to be about us and I want it to be about our growth. But unfortunately I have to be open to at least one kid now. I have mm. to be, it's just almost very, impossible. I've been very fortunate in my dating career, you know, in, in the dating life that I've lived on um, that I've not had to deal with any baby father drama. Um, maybe uh, I can maybe count one, but even that was very sort of minute. That one actually, I didn't actually fully know about. And uh, it's, it's very saddening when you find out how messed up family members can be to one another. Mm -hmm. Um, so with that one, um, my cousin had basically set me up with her best friend. I say best friend because I didn't even realize how close they were. And um, my cousin knew the extent of that friend. You know, it being your fr best friend, you're going to know the ins and outs of their home life and their mm -hmm. situation. Yeah. Um, this woman had three children. And I, I wasn't phased because I wasn't I wasn't new to it. Yeah. Um, and we, you know, the connection and bond that we had was so great, so strong, so fast. And, and both of us didn't mind the speed. Our only concern was that um, my cousin didn't feel neglected in any way or that it was, I was only seeing my cousin to see her. Right, right, right. Um, which I respected mm -hmm. and adjusted to that as well. So that my cousin didn't feel that way about it. And I then sort of found out that she was still living with the father of the last child. And what I was led to believe was, uh, an abusive relationship that she was trying to get out of mm -hmm. was a facade. Um, so she was staying in it. She while seeing you, yeah, and she then became pregnant again. I can't imagine how a woman would be dating someone while living with their ex, who they're in <sighs> an abusive relationship did. with. Because yes. how would you even manage the ins and outs? I just believed it was a facade. Did you never go to her place? No, she wouldn't ever allow me to go to her place. She was very secretive. Um, but me being me, because I sort of. Like I said, I have very old school fashioned ways of being like, I'm not, I'm not at ease if I don't know that you've gotten to your house very safely. So if I'm dropping you off to an estate, I need to see you at the very least go into your block. She would have me park at a certain place. And my thing is I would wait and try and look to see where I can no longer see because I wouldn't want the security. Cause it's not, it's not ever safe to just drop a woman off at night mm -hmm. in an estate and then she's walking down some alleyway. So. Um, fast forward without it being a long winded story. I, um, I kind of had a rough idea of where she lived. She one day came to my house, took some glasses that I didn't want her to take. And I remember trying to get them back and it wasn't working. I eventually just turned up at her door and she was furious that I turned up at her door. Furious, probably under the facade that 
she thought, oh, she had kept it very discreet. I didn't know where she lived. And I remember that day she came out of her property, um, walked to the park. She was walking her dogs. And the way that she spoke to me was... And I have an element of understanding that, all right, you don't want someone just turning up at your house, blah, blah, blah. But it's something I do. Like, as long as I'm not disrespecting you, mm-hmm. I've not come into your house. I've not... Because I could have been a delivery person. Yeah. So I don't see it as that deep. She's like, oh, he could have seen you. I'm like, yeah, but I literally just knocked at your door. I didn't come and hug you or kiss you or say, hey, babe, or anything. (laughs) I'm just an average guy. And he could ask, who is that? And you could lie. Am I missing something? Why'd you go to the house? To get my glasses. And what, you didn't call or text before? I had been trying to get in contact with her to get them and... It was just constantly excused. So at the you time, showed I was up at close the door? by. I was close by uh, and I showed up and I was like, look, I'm in the area. I'll knock. I know where she lives. So yeah, she was furious because of that. Okay. And um, yeah, the way she spoke to me, it was bad. Like she literally spoke to me like I was an animal. And I remember explaining it to my cousin and she didn't even expressed that she was going to speak to her. She almost gave an excuse and said, oh, oh, don't worry, she's fine. She's just angry. She'll speak. And I thought, I'm telling you that your friend spoke to your own cousin worse than she spoke to her dogs. And you're giving her an excuse of her being angry. You're not even saying I'm going to speak to her or this, nothing. She didn't pull her up. I was just like, wow, you... Did you know that she was already living with this guy at this point when you showed up at the house? It was from that point that I knew. It was from so that before point. that, you just thought she lived on her own? I wasn't aware of her living arrangements because I'd never been to the house. I just thought she was just secretive about where she lived. Mm-hmm. And prior to that, I was always seeing her at my cousin's. Then when we discussed the whole, you know, friendship between me and my cousin, I was like, all right, you know what? Maybe I should try and see you more away from my cousin's house. Mm-hmm. And then I, that's when I started becoming aware of the whole secrecy of her place and whatnot. Um, I kind of feel a way if somebody just showed up uninvited. Like, unless I'm in a relationship with you, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody has the right to just show up. Because if I'm single, then, you know, I'm... No, but if you've me... been seeing that person for a while now, you... you unless know, you... we're in a relationship, I wouldn't be okay with it. Because if we're not in a relationship, mm-hmm. I could be seeing other people as well. Okay. And... But if you're... Let's say it's it's not been verbalized, but you are participating in what visually has the appearance of a relationship. Then I would be expecting a text or a call. I still wouldn't show up without... I can't ever think of a time where I've been in a relationship where I've showed up uninvited unless we were like years in mm. where we were coming and going in that way. But I think... I don't condone it, by the way. I know that it was wrong, but okay. I think the mindset... But I'm saying that's where yeah. perhaps her reaction stemmed from, and then Maybe. it's further it was, fueled no, I think by it was, the fact... It was more about, it was more about the, the guy could have seen me. I, I, I but it's also it that if she's in an abusive relationship and you're doing something like that, mm. wouldn't that trigger that in, you In hindsight, have... she shouldn't have got involved with me in the first place, in, in, in hindsight. If you want to... Put it down to, you know, look at the basis of it. If you're in, in hindsight, something that's isn't it not that over. You shouldn't have shown up there without talking to her. What mm-hmm. she's in, she's in. But we can only control you in this situation. Shouldn't you have just not shown up in, if we want to go into hindsight? Uh, let's, let's ignore that they were just glasses. If someone owes you money mm-hmm. and you're calling and texting and they're not really responding to your texts, how else do you get that money from them? I still probably wouldn't just show up. And that's where you and I differ. So it's a case of, I want my stuff back. And yeah, a lot of people are just like, it's just glasses, it's just glasses. But I don't care if it's glasses, 50 pence, a million pounds. If you have something of mine 
and you're not bringing it back to where you got it from, then I'm going to go and get it. But what would have happened if, like, the next time you spoke to her, like, what was the emergency that it had to happen then? It wasn't an emergency. It had been for a long period of time, and I was, I'd had enough and was just like, look, this is just getting silly. I don't want to have any sort of, like, for it to just become something more than what it is. I went and got it, collected it. She spoke to me the way she did, and then we never spoke again. And then I saw her, I think it was maybe a year later, at my cousin's house again, and... Uh, kind of had a fling and then I just yeah she moved away and I just was like yeah I don't need to get involved in that I then found out she was pregnant to the same guy and I was just like that's just yeah <laughs> that is one situation I don't need to be involved in so do you think you were wrong in this situation with the turning up to the house I take accountability for not notifying her of arriving but I don't think I was wrong to arrive because like I said how else would I have got it I'd been in contact and she wasn't responding to the communication. Further to that, she was supposed to come back. If you come to mine and you get something, then should you not bring it back to mine? Yeah. Yeah, which she didn't do. I'm now communicating with you and you're not responding to that communication. Hmm. So I, I was theoretically left with no other choice. There's either I forget about that thing or I go and get it. I chose to go and get it. Hmm. Okay. So it's not, it's not right, but then it's not all the way wrong. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, this is the type of thing that always comes up in relationships, in mm. any type, mm-hmm. friendships, um, romantic relationships, family, is that people have different ways of handling things and you're always playing this game of what am I thinking versus what am I going to do versus yeah. what is he thinking versus what he is going to do. Mm-hmm. And for some of us, like me, that back and forth weighs very heavily, mm-hmm. very, very heavily. And, you know, for some people, it's just like, they just go and do it versus going back and forth about it. Mm. So you got your stuff and then, you know, things between the two of you ended and you both continue to live your life. And me, I have spent three days wondering what the F happened with this guy. And, you know, it is like weighing me down heavily. And I wish it didn't. I really, really wish it didn't, but similarly to... But you'll still get up every other day, do what you got to do and keep it moving. Yeah, but... The same way you said that I'm you're I'm not 100% it. me right now, and I mm. don't feel the need to give more energy to a situation in which someone can't bother to reply to me or text to me, even though we both know that there was a connection, and we both know that there was attraction. What? How difficult is it as a grown man to just reply to a message? Why am I dealing with this in my 30s? And what's going to happen is, unfortunately, the next few people I go out with are going to deal with this version of me because this is who I currently am. So would you say letting go is a problem for you then? Because for me, I used to hold on to those things. But one thing I know I don't do is I don't bring what's happened here over to there. I leave what happened here. Of course you here, do. You always bring your past with you there. because your no, experiences make you who you are. I remember my past. And it makes you who you are. You it's, change it's based on your me. experiences. Yeah, but I don't hold whoever's in my present accountable for who's been in my past. Of course you will. If you had another classic <laughs> no, situation no, no, no. with another girl, it would be impacted by what happened with this girl. I, I don't hold... I'm, I'm telling your entire you, life you is based on your experiences. It. Yes, it because is, otherwise yes. you wouldn't have growth. No, no, no. You have growth. But the point I'm making is I don't hold 
I met you as a person, right? Your changes, though, are impacting people. I'm not saying I don't change. I'm right, not saying I don't change. That but what is, I'm saying is I'm not going to hold you, you accountable. That's not you holding someone accountable, but it's you have changed. Therefore, a person is going to meet a version of you. Yeah, no, so I'm not disputing that. I yeah, agree, but that's I'm, all I agree I'm with what you're saying. I agree, yeah, but, but that's I'm all just I'm saying. adding to what you're saying by saying that I do not hold someone accountable who I've currently met for somebody who I've experienced in the past. Right. It's So it's not, I'm not holding a new guy accountable, but if a new guy doesn't text me back and I feel triggered with the old, how with what's happened in this situation, I'm going to be a lot quicker to react versus letting it drag out the way this one has. This is dragged out for a month. Mm-hmm. So but that's not that, me holding that not, a new person is, accountable. Is that that's not me essentially changing. a byproduct of you holding them accountable because, because you, if you change didn't have based that experience. on your experiences. Mm, okay. <laughs> your whole life, every experience you have, you change with. You have a bad math teacher, you're going to be differently in math. Mm. You have a bad relationship, you're going to be different in your next one. We are always Evolving, changing and adapting. Yeah. Yeah. That, so yeah. it's not so much we're holding the new person accountable, but they're going to get a version of us based on what we've been through. Okay. Which... I can dig that. I'm ready to move on from this situation. <laughs> and I'm ready to end this podcast. All right. That's a wrap. Uh, until next time.